if there if someone let a live bear on the ice and Dave Cameron turned to Mark Borowiecki and said, "Yo, someone's got to get the boys going." Mm-hmm. Mark Borowiecki's fighting that bear. He doesn't care. Yeah. But to me, it's kind of like having him around is like putting the guy who mows the grass at the Canadian Tire Center on the <laughs> roster. Like you need that guy too. Yeah. You just maybe don't need him on the roster. <laughs> you know. It's okay to scratch him sometimes. He's good in the room, but you can just leave him there. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You dotted in red. Remember Todd White? Where did Eric Carlson eat last night? It doesn't matter if you ask. It's the Chet and Luke Podcast. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode do 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 Shane of the Chet Sellers and Luke Peristi podcast. I'm Luke, and I'm joined as always by the man who wants his gravestone inscription to read, Yashins to Yashins, Bust to Bust. It's Chet Sellers. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good. Love the show. Uh, I have to say, you were not quite as pleased with my uh, Dave Schreiber impression <laughs> on that opening as I thought you were going to be. You can't see it at home because this is a audio-only podcast, but there was some rolling of eyes and shaking of heads from my colleague Chet Sellers. You know what, though? Of all the people I know who make it their calling card to have a Dave Schreiber impression, <laughs> yours is my favorite. Oh, thank you very much. All right. I was I, like, there was a lot of options on the episode. You know, there's Todd White, famously known from our theme song, Zenon Kanopka. Right. Matt Cassian. I would have gone with Kanopka. I like that guy. Yeah, that guy seemed like a pretty funny dude. Doesn't he make his own wine? Yeah, I think he does, and his sister's an opera singer or something. Right. And he owns a lot of rabbits or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you read that uh, article from Silver 7 by uh, Front of the Pod, Callum Fraser? The, the one about Matt Carkner. Yeah, yes. it was really good. Yeah, I like that too. I think we need to go. I think we need to get that guy on more uh, kind of part-time bit senators and see what Zenon Kanopka is up to these days. <laughs> How are the rabbits? Do they eat the grapes too he, much? He was a Renaissance man, as I recall. And there was a period where both Kanopka and Karkner were on the team. They were the ones that were both intimidating Brian Boyle. Oh yeah, that's in right. Game Two yes. against the Rangers. Yes, the Rangers series, a series that I'm still mad we lost. I have it on fairly good authority that Paul McLean told Matt Karkner, "As soon as you get a chance, run him. Yeah. Uh, get yourself thrown out of the game." <laughs> And I have it on good authority that he was sitting in the dressing room after texting his wife to basically say, yeah, they told me to get thrown out <laughs> in case you were wondering. That's good old fashioned Paul McClain hockey. Good old fashioned Paul McClain hockey. We saw Paul McClain this past week. We did. Behind the Anaheim bench. He was uh, same as always. <laughs> Bald looking mustachioed man. I, I running the power play. I didn't watch the entire Ducks game because oh, it started you, at, you know, 10 o'clock. You are lucky. <laughs> I have to I have to get in my coffin no later than eleven thirty. <laughs> but I was hoping that if Mike Hoffman had scored a goal that he would have done the same glare at Paul McLean that he did at Dave Cameron yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago, and that the Senators Talk Radio universe would have gotten just as exercised about <laughs> a that either he was glaring in the first place or b that he wasn't glaring enough. <laughs> Yeah, at what point as a player do you feel do you still need feel the need to dunk on your old coach? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it ever goes away. 
Because I know that like uh, Nikolai Kuleman and uh, Grabowski did that ice bucket challenge where they challenged Randy Carlyle after the fact. That was kind of a nice moment. My understanding is that Eric Carlson keeps up very closely with each lower rung job that Corey Cluston gets uh, so that he can, <laughs> you know, make sure he has his ma- his current mailing address at all times so he can send him a ham. Every time he changes jobs, Eric Carlson sends him a ham. Corey Cluston gets a Christmas card from Eric Carlson every year and it's just Carlson holding a Norris. <laughs> Merry Christmas from Carl and friends. Right. What is he? How is he? What's he going to do when he has more Norris trophies in hands? How is he going to? How is he going to display those? That's what I'm worried about. Um, he's going to learn to juggle, perhaps. Sure. How are you feeling about the Senators these days? Because they have lost more games than they've won recently. They're now looking. They're looking in from the outside, and it's pretty tight in the Atlantic. Like Montreal's kind of falling back to earth, but Tampa's getting better. Boston's getting better. Florida's getting better. It's going to be tough. Yeah, the standings are looking a little packed. I think it was really thoughtful of the Ottawa Senators to make sure that they had their PDO regress all at once. Right. They shot up there way high. They're just going to get it all out of the way. Come back down to that even hundred in you know seven, eight games. Mm -hmm. Craig Anderson's going to not be very good for a few games. You know, the Senators' offense is going to be snake bit. And then once they level out, they'll be right back to where they need to be. And we can stop talking about how lucky they've been to get to this point. There you go. There you go. And they are playing better and losing more games, which is exactly... uh, (laughs) It all comes out in the wash at the end of the year, stats, guys. You can settle down. Uh, Did you pay attention to any of this uh, Jonathan Drouin rumors? Jonathan Drouin for Cody Cece? Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. So (laughs) what is that package actually if it exists? Cody Cece plus... Like Mike Hoffman, IS, plus yeah. Mark Stone, plus a first round, I don't plus know. a first round yeah. pick, <laughs> plus a vial of Eric Carlson's DNA. <laughs> My guess is that Cody Cece was not the centerpiece in that trade. <laughs> there had to have been something else involved. I guess if Brian Murray wants to swing for the fences on another like Runblad for tourist type deal, you know, Jonathan Duran's really a tourist type player, a highly touted guy, hasn't had the playing time, and is kind of being thrown under the bus a bit by his own management, right? I don't know. Do you trust Brian Murray to recapture the magic? (laughs) I don't know that anyone's ever going to match the tourist deal in terms of picking up a malcontent who actually is a really good guy. (laughs) But I'm not really too fussed about the Jonathan Druin thing, only because I don't think the Senators need to pay what it costs to trade him within the division to get another forward. Like, I'm sure there's a better deal out there. If you're going to trade Cody Cece for somebody, I'm sure there's a better deal out there that will get you a defenseman. Yeah, it was kind of... what you're saying is you're trading a poor second pairing defenseman who is only 21 for somebody who's much older and probably more expensive. So that's a good, anytime you can make that deal, you better do it. That is the real thing is that everyone and their dog has been saying the Ottawa Senators need to trade for a second pairing defenseman. And then as soon as Jonathan Drouin becomes available, it's like, no, no, actually that is the thing we want. Are we uh, as Sens fans just, you know, kids flipping through the toy section of the Sears Christmas catalog at this point? And like anytime something else becomes available, we're actually that's what we need. Well, I will say that Brian Murray has in the past sort of been the guy who is not afraid to go out and pick up. Like, there's there's always people saying, oh, we should go get this guy, we should go get that guy. And Brian Murray, to his credit, actually goes out and deals quite a bit, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, the, we were talking about Bobby Ryan for how long? Yeah. Uh, as somebody who could potentially be on the block, and then all of a sudden he goes out and gets him. He goes out and gets Kyle Turris when basically the entire league is looking at Kyle Turris and, mm-hmm. you know, what they can what they can pay to get him out of Phoenix. So, I mean, he does that kind of deal fairly often. The um, Alish Hemsky deal, which, did that work out for us? 
us? I still haven't decided. I think it did. We got the best part of Alish Hemsky, and then he left and is now weighing down Dallas's third line. <laughs> so it's kind of... I'm okay with it still. Yeah, that's right. I was like, that was the best case scenario for a deal that doesn't work. <laughs> in the sense that Ottawa neither made the playoffs nor re-signed the player. Did he do anything, do you think, to improve Jason Spezza's trade value? Because if he... <laughs> I mean, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you saying that, like, Alex Hemsky was the difference between getting Alex Chieson and someone worse than Alex Chieson? <laughs> yeah. Because that is a bold claim, sir. Should we be thanking Alex Hemsky for that? <laughs> yeah. That he got us up to that Chieson level exactly. of uh, that, trade value? Nick Paul wouldn't have even entered into it if not for <laughs> Alex Hemsky. But just to go back to Druin, I, you know, sure, you can pick him up, but I don't think... Like, if you trade Cody CC, then you... I mean, maybe the defense isn't any worse. And yeah, his development is stalled a little bit, but he's also only, what, like 21? I think he's 22. 22? But still, like, you don't just go around trading young defensemen unless you're Nashville, apparently. Yeah. So, <laughs> But defensemen also don't necessarily figure it all out at 22 unless they're Eric Carlson. Yeah. Although I'm, he's not technically a defenseman. I very much think that defensemen don't develop fully until they're 26, 27. Right. Whereas, you know, maybe a matter of two years after you're forward. I think if you're 25 and you're forward, you've kind of right. who you are. But I think there's still a lot of room for defensemen to develop for another couple years after that. Unless they're Jared Cowan. Yeah, that I think we've seen enough there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Druen is basically pulling him in and says that you are either pretty sure Clark MacArthur's not coming back or you don't intend to re-sign Mike Hoffman. And I don't think either of those is uh, <laughs> really that desirable. So maybe we don't have that much to talk about with the Senators this week, which is why we put the call out on Twitter for mailbag. Yep, we put up the bat signal. Which pretty much guarantees that we need you listeners to help us make it through this podcast. <laughs> because every two weeks is not enough time to come up with the kind of content you expect and deserve. Look, we do this podcast for the listeners, and I don't think it's unreasonable to expect them to pull their weight sometimes. Yeah, exactly. You know, we can't do this whole high wire act ourselves. Mm -hmm. Let's start with uh, Joanne. Joanna at Jay wants to know why CC mostly held without any blame or accountability. I think we kind of were just talking about that actually. <laughs> I think Cody CC is. 22. He's, he's very young. He's also not obviously bad. Local boy. He's not, like, you watch Jared Cowan, and you're like, yeah, the problem was when he fired that hand grenade up the middle right onto the stick of Ryan Getzlaff. Uh, you shouldn't have done that. Cody CC is not, doesn't really make those sorts of uh, obvious errors. If you're looking at his uh, possession numbers, his is more of a death by a thousand cuts type scenario. And his development is stalled, but I don't know if I would say it's regressed the way it has with Jared Cowan. Like, I mean, to me, on a better team, Cody CC is a third line guy. Uh, and he's probably somebody that only would have been called up maybe as late as this year, like he would have had more seasoning time in the AHL. I think the reason why people don't get on his case is because he's 22, he doesn't make much money yet, you know, and he's a local boy who's trying his best. He's not that bad either. Like, it's okay, so he's not amazing. <laughs> he's like Mark Borowiecki with upside. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if Mark Borowiecki was as hunky as Cody Cece, uh, I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah now, we're getting, now we're getting to real good content Then right you've here. got something, right? Yeah, I do love that Cody Cece has that, like, smirk. Mm -hmm. Like, he only just understood that dirty joke he right. was told two weeks ago. And he's got those very rosy cheeks. Mm -hmm. Like, he's always constantly flushed, like he's just heard a dirty joke. Yeah. <laughs> when you see Cody Cece... Think dirty jokes. So there you go. It'll turn your whole world around. There you go. Keep that guy away from Curtis Lazar. <laughs> yeah. 
So while we're on the subject of Senator's defenseman, Mackenzie Dixon asks, which Sen's defenseman is most likely to get a facial tattoo? I'm going to say Mark Borowiecki. Really? As the Tyson of the Senator's defense? I think that his face is the one most likely to be improved by a facial tattoo, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) A lot of other defensemen, I'm like, you know what? Eric Carlson's got enough going on. He doesn't need to mess with ink. He has a lot of ink, but I think he knows that his face is his fortune a little bit. I don't think he's going to mess that up. Yeah, exactly. Um, we know that Patrick Weirkosh is probably out. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the same about CC and Wideman. I don't think those are. Uh, I don't think those are big uh, facial tattoo kind yeah, of guys. Yeah. So sleeper pick Mark Mathot. Yeah, I can see that guy in like a hangover style situation where he wakes up with a face tattoo. Yeah, for sure. I could see that. I could see Jared Cowan getting one intentionally though, <laughs> in kind of like a very rebellious sort of way. Um, what he just gets like a, <clears throat> another teardrop for every time he's scratched. There'll <laughs> be no room left on his face. The Expos used to have a guy named Brad Fulmer who was a sort of slugging strikeout, poor defensively. Um, he wasn't really, he was never that good. And he ended up on the Jays a few years later, but um, uh, that explains a lot. when he was with the Expos, Felipe Alou hated him and didn't want to play him. And so he was, he was benched a lot and he actually got tattooed on his body. The words can't break me. <laughs> as a message to his manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I could see Jared Cowan doing more or less the same thing if he had any awareness yeah, at all. Yeah, Felipe Alou really took the L on that one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> one of his players got tattooed. That really showed him. Yeah, but can't you see Jared Cowan as soon as he realizes that Dave Cameron doesn't like him? And he may not ever realize it. <laughs> what I could see is Jared Cowan getting a tattoo that basically says, just play your game, except two or three words are misspelled. Yeah, just play <laughs> your game where you is spelled you are yeah right? like your game right also speaking of defenseman mike plass wants to know why was chris phillips the worst thing to happen to the ottawa senators i don't think that's true internet you are very angry today <laughs> what has happened to you like he's you know he's not even the last couple of years haven't been great and arguably this last year of this contract he's on is insurance fraud but like, i wouldn't <laughs> say he's uh the worst thing to happen to the ottawa senators we got a lot of good years out of that guy. So, okay. He's a pillar of the community. What is... Dude it? goes and does charity work. Oh, <laughs> I just love that this this podcast is going to be the venue to rehabilitate Chris Phillips. Not physically, just <laughs> reputationally. What is the worst thing to ever happen to the Ottawa Senators? Like, some people would say that Hashik getting hurt in 2006 at the Olympics right. is the worst thing because it cost them a chance at a Stanley Cup. I'm actually going to... Uh, that's a great... That's a great example. And one of the worst things to happen to the Ottawa Senators was, in fact, the 2004 lockout. Okay. That team was stacked. Yep, that's probably true. That was, So Ottawa was supposed to have Hashik on a two-year contract. So um, immediately there's another year of Hashik and you don't have to worry about the Olympics. It's basically the same team as the 2006 team everyone pines for. Mm-hmm. We've still got Marion Hosa, we've got Hashik, we've got Chara. That team would have been easily the best team in the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. and they just never played. I think that lockout is the worst thing to happen to the Ottawa Senators as a franchise. Because that would have been another chance at a Stanley Cup. Yeah, and right, okay. in, right in Daniel Alfredson's prime. Jason Spezza went for like 119 points in the AHL that year, mm-hmm. so he would have been you know really in his young prime as well. Not a bad choice. Not a bad choice. Mm-hmm. Pan wants to know, why did Jakob Silverberg get hot against the Sens? Yo. I'm glad to hear that uh, scoring your fourth goal of the year qualifies as getting hot. Yo, huge shout out to Jakob Silverberg putting up those Shane Prince numbers. There you go. On the second line of Anaheim. 3.75 million a year. Yeah, exactly. Zach at Mighty McAllister wants to know, how tall am I? About this tall. I would say. If he stood up straight. Yeah. 
Will Petrie wants to know, do you think Lazar has to download clean versions of songs? I know this, actually, and I'll tell you. When he was living with Chris Phillips, Chris Phillips put the password-protected parental lock on his iTunes, Mm -hmm. and he hasn't been able to get it off, and Phillips won't tell him the password. Right. So even though he's moved out, even though he now lives in Stittsville with Mark Stone and Chris Weidman, uh, he actually can't break that parental lock on iTunes, and the only thing he can do is get a new laptop, and he doesn't want to do that because all his pictures are on this one. Queen versions only. Clean versions only. The tra- and it's, it's a shame because he's a big fan of Southern rap. Yeah, the, the track for uh, Forgot About Dre is actually just the instrumentals. <laughs> There's no lyrics whatsoever. Yeah, pretty much, pretty yeah. much. So there you go. So yes, he does, but not by choice. Mike Little wants to know if he's helping his community by going with a credit union. I guess it just depends on whether or not you put people before profits. Mm. There you go. Although you do need to uh, you do need to elect a competent board of directors. So this is true. Something to think about, Mike Little. Thierry sent us a uh, picture of a Daniel Alfredson Detroit Red Wings bobblehead uh, that is nodding vigorously and wants to know if it's mocking him. Uh, absolutely. That bobblehead doesn't look a thing like Daniel Alfredson. Is that the like number one least representative bobblehead ever? Because some of them are not too bad. Like, the um, the Mark Stone one that the Senators did recently was not too bad, but that Alfredson one is nowhere near. Like, that Daniel Alfredson thing, it looks like Mike Babcock. <laughs> if you Google that uh, Daniel Alfredson bobblehead, if you don't believe me, it looks like Mike Babcock after he's had Thai food or something he looks like, like that. He's got the same hairstyle as Mike Babcock, for sure. And the same sort of lantern-style chin. Yeah, it's, that is the weirdest thing. Like, I swear they just put Alfredson's name on a generic white bobblehead <laughs> and said... All Swedes look the same to me. No one will notice. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, okay, like, the face is one... Like, the hair, the hair color is unforgivable. Right. Alfie's a blonde through and through. <laughs> You can't like, look at how look at that guy. He's... I don't like your use of through and through in this context. But no. Okay, uh, so our tweet bag is now empty, and I'm out of things to say. Okay, I it started out of things to say. Thank you for coming along on this magical journey through well, time and space. Well, you're welcome. And let's do this again. What we're talking, we we talk some smack about a live show for the skills competition. You know what? We might have to look into doing a live show for the skills competition. We'll do a call in. Yep. Uh, it'll sound like it's at the bottom of a well, but uh, hopefully it'll be uh, it'll be entertaining. Yeah, we, that's all we aim for here. Right. To not waste your time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Peace and blessings among you, and we'll catch you later. See you later. Whoa, 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 whoa. For Christy and Sowers, for a couple of hours who both still live with their moms. Town's local hockey team down with some microphones on. No other podcast was finer. Or was more of a hit with the big rig diners. We never thought they'd make it past episode five. Whoa, somehow these dudes named Shet and Parisi are alive. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you have like a favorite version of uh, like different words they put in instead of the swears? Different words that I like better? Well, I mean, you don't have to like them better, but you do have to find them moderately funny. I find sometimes when you use a less offensive word or a euphemism, it almost sounds creepier. And the song that I have in my head that they will do the clean version on radio that sounds worse with clean words in it is It Was a Good Day by Ice Cube. Right. Because <laughs> there's a line, I'm trying to think of if I can say this on the podcast or not, but <laughs> it starts using the word Jimmy a lot. And there's a part where they refer to putting someone's butt to sleep. <laughs> and it just sounds, it just sounds like weirdly so much grosser than the original version. Yeah.